Hello, I'm Chris Waters, founder of Spirit of the Inca School of Energy Medicine in the UK and Academia Shamanica in Romania. Welcome to my podcast. Hello, this is Chris. This is my first podcast, which is going out in June 2023. I want to talk to you about what my mission was and why I set up school, a school of energy medicine called Spirit of the Inca. I wanted to set up this school so that I could share the very things that helped me to not just survive difficult times, but to also thrive and grow and, um, yeah, spiritually grow, but also grow my sense of self, my sense of confidence in the world. And because I found a tradition that really helped me to do that and really helped me to let go of the past, to just let go of old stories that were haunting me, um, then I could, I found this tradition to be so, so beautiful and touch my heart in a way that nothing else had in the past. And I've trained in all sorts of different things, all sorts of different shamanic traditions from African shamanism, Celtic shamanism, North American shamanism, but in the Inca tradition, I found a beauty and a sacredness and a purity and a sweetness that I had never found anywhere else and an innocence. So I wanted to share what I discovered um, for the benefit of everyone else. Their whole way of being is focused not on the past, not on the the wounds of the past. Every other tradition, shamanic tradition that I'd come across, and, and also psychology and psychotherapy does the same thing. It looks at the past and says who you are today is as a result of what happened to you, the traumas that happened to you. And of course, we all have traumas. Every one of us has had difficult times in our lives. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't be able to challenge ourselves However, what the Incas do is to focus not on the past, but on who we're becoming. And, mm-hmm. and this, for me, was a real shift in consciousness, a real shift in, I see, I see, because if we only focus on the past and mending the wounds, and of course we, we, we need to heal the past, heal those wounds, but then when we focus on who we're becoming, um, it's it's there's something more there's so, there's so much of a gift in that for us because actually if you think about it we survived everything that's ever happened to us and in the future maybe you know they they talk about we talk about who we're becoming ten thousand years from now but we could be that right now we don't mm. we it's where do we place our attention where do we place our focus. And if it's only on the past, then that's what we keep recreating. So we want to focus on who we're becoming and step into that now. 
The other thing I love about the Inca tradition is unlike any other tradition that I've discovered, is that you get your rights up front before you don't have to earn your rights of passage. You get them before you even need them. From the moment you step in to this particular body of, of medicine, um, the moment you step in, you are given your rights so that they understand that we are already whole, we are already healed, we are already who we were always meant to be, um, and we don't have to wait, we don't have to earn that. So our, our Christian tradition says we have to earn our, you know, earn our place in the world and to, you know, even other traditions, it's like if you want your black belt, you've got to earn it first. This tradition, it's like you're already there. That's how they see it. You're already whole. You're already healed. You just have to remember that and step in. And the rites and the initiations help us to do that. You know, the beauty of this is that um, they are our friends. They're our, they are a living lineage. The medicine people, they are the descendants of the original children of the sun that originally went up into the mountains and took their medicine with them when the conquistadores went to Peru. So their medicine is pure and sweet and really untouched by the wound in the same way that when we recover ourselves, we recover the aspect of us that is pure and sweet and untouched by the wounds. So it's exactly the same. They took their medicine away they kept it there for 500 years, and when the time was right and we needed it, they knew it was time to bring that medicine back. And here we are in times of great change and turmoil and uncertainty. And for me, this medicine has really helped me to stay balanced, centered, um, <clears throat> not collude with this crazy world that we're that we are part of and that is happening all around us, but not be drawn into or held in a grip of the dramas that we see around us. And, you know, that's our focus, really. That's my been my focus. And that's been the joy of working with these these sweet, beautiful people. And so how do you make a bridge between that tradition and kind of let's say modern modern people in the modern world or anybody who wants to yeah. step in and connect with it well in fact we are the bridge we are they call us the chakana the bridge um in fact recently don pascual called me the abuela de las incas grandmother of the inca uh, <laughs> because what they are doing is bringing their teachings their medicine and what my job I see is, is making it accessible to people. And my teacher, Alberto Villodo, has made a great job of doing that, you know, making the course that allows the mind and the heart to work together. So I think these are heart-centered people, but we in the West are mind-oriented. So what this tradition has allowed or the, the bridge that we make between them and now is that we bring the mind along to understand what it is we're working with um, 
and then and then make that accessible. So a lovely example of that is um, when we open sacred space, for example, we call in serpent, jaguar, hummingbird, and eagle. And and to the Western mind, this is this is crazy. You know, we don't have serpents, we don't have jaguars, we don't have hummingbirds. We might have eagles, but you know what? What is? Why are we calling in these these creatures? Well, what the Inca understood even before science came along was that what they were working with was gravity, weak nuclear force electromagnetism and strong nuclear force. So these are the same forces that created everything in the universe. The same forces that created you and me, the trees, the grass, the fish, the deer. And when we call on them, then we invite those forces to work with us. And although they look like they might look like animals, you know, serpent, jaguar, hummingbird and eagle, they are not animals and they're not, we can't domesticate them. They are forces of nature that will help us to create the kind of world that we want, not the past, but a future that is different from the past. They are creative forces. And we also work with Mother Earth and Father Sun and the star beings. And so when we open sacred space, we're working with all of those things. And, and then we become creators or then we become conscious creators, conscious of what we're creating. I think we were put on the earth as a an experiment. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, here's a here's a, a a species that can envision and create the kind of world that um, we want. And unfortunately, we've forgotten that we have that creative. We, that we've forgotten that we are creators, and so we've just let everybody else create for us. Now, of course, we are living the, the creation of other people. We're living through a time of great turmoil that has been created. But now we're waking up to our creations, and it's, yeah, this medicine has helped me tremendously to understand that I create with my thoughts, I create with my beliefs, I create, and, and my question is, what do I want to create? What, do, what kind of life do I want to create for myself, my family, and all those whose lives I touch? And I want to teach others how to do that, not, not because, you know, not from a place of, oh, yes, I want and desire, but from a place of what kind of world do we want and what kind of world do we want our children to inherit? And at the moment, I look at the future and think, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to look for the children of the future. And what gives me so much hope is that now, certainly in Romania, children are coming into the training. They're coming in and they want to learn this. and. I learned recently that in the UK, on the census, that many people are writing shamanism as their religion. Can you imagine that? That would have been unheard of some years ago. And although shamanism in itself isn't a religion, it says to me, people are searching for something, searching for something that is different from the past and different from the the kind of life that we seem to have created. So 
my my mission is to help people find that within themselves and then spread that out into the world. During this podcast, what you will hear are three voices. There's my voice and there's the voice of Liz in the background, who um, is a great support to us at Spirit of the Inca. And then the voice of Don Pasquale, who is the Cairo shaman that really yeah, supports this school in every possible way. He has sent a beautiful blessing for us, um, calling on the mountains, which are his, the, the mountains are, are his medicine, if you like. He calls them his spiritual doctors. Um, and whenever he works with us, whether we're here in the Europe with him or across in Peru, he always um, brings the blessings of the mountains into everything that we do. And it's such a beautiful thing. And you'll hear the flute later on, which his flute is comes again from the Caro tradition. The flute is, I could tell a story about the flute, actually. My first visit to Peru was um, a long, long time ago, and we were walking up the mountain Pisac, and it was hard. It was tough. It was terrace after terrace after terrace. And as I walked, the mountain was calling me up, but then suddenly I could hear this flute above me. And there was this young, young male. Um, I found out years later, his name is Simon. And he was playing his flute. And every time I, I got up onto the next terrace, he was on the terrace above me. And so he literally, with his flute, called me up that mountain. And when I got to the top, I thanked him and he gave me a, he gave me a stone, which actually is still in my mesa even now. So the mountains and the flute and the sound of, of this language that is so beautiful, that speaks from the heart and to the heart, is really what has called me to this tradition, to the Inca tradition. And I, I would hope that during this podcast and as you get to know us, you will also feel the same way. Everybody who has ever joined anything has always said the same thing, that they feel like they've come home. And for me, that was exactly the feeling that I got when I first joined this medicine path. It was, I found home here in my heart, in, in a sense of belonging that was really important to me. So I think, I think that's what we do. We give people a place to, to feel safe, to belong and to find home. So I hope that this blessing from him to all of us, to all of you, uh, reaches your heart in St. Catherine. And yeah, enjoy. Hampilkonanga, Mendesi, Yacha Nikita, Muna Nikita, Yanka Nikita, Mandarimoya Posangate, Kuyurite, Wamanguipa, Pachatusan. Kangunakangis, miracle spiritual. Toku yachenio, toku nanio, gran miracle. Gracias, hampu mi mamai, hampu mi papai. Bendesi, bendesi, saminchi, saminchi. Imasumada, te caina te canaba. 
Gracias a Pocuna, gracias Pachamama, gracias Mama Cuche, Lapa Espíritu. Thank you for being with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can check out my website, www.spiritoftheinca.com. And do please join us soon or get in touch. You can email me at chris at spiritoftheinca.com. Bendición ta samin chaiku waiku Kuyai kuyai puriskaiku manta Kuyai kuyai puriskaiku manta Aya po sangati ay koyorite Nyachut nyachutaita samin chaiku wanginya Nyachutaita mentisiku wanginya Iskai koyor nyawaikiwa Piskarusas makikiwa Ay papito ay pachamama Gracias, Urpilei Sungoy.